The new Lloyd Mr. Nissan is moving. We'll be temporarily relocating to the big blue building on Highway 16 West, formerly known as Border City RV. And before we have to tediously move every single vehicle on the lot, we'd rather sell it. You can save today on our incredible Nissan lineup of cars, trucks, and SUVs. Move a new or pre-owned vehicle to your driveway with deep discounts. The moving out sale is on now at the new Lloyd Mr. Nissan. The new Lloyd Mr. Nissan. We won't sell you a car. We'll help you buy one. Local people. Local news and events. Local sports. Local matters. For all things Lloydminstern area, this is Live with Kurt Price. Hey, thanks for joining us here at Stockade Roundup. What a privilege it is to be asked to uh, come out and uh, kick off kind of Stockade Roundup and let you know what's coming up as it gets started uh, tonight. My name is Kurt Price, of course, with the new Lloyd Mr. Nissan. And at the new Lloyd Mr. Nissan, the moving sale continues. Great day today to stop in and save some dollars on a new car, truck, or SUV. And right now at the new Lloyd Mr. Nissan, do not pay for six months OAC. No tricks, only treats today at the new Lloyd Mr. Nissan. Well, we have Gord King here and Kayleen Locke joining us. And we're going to talk about Stockade Roundup coming up in just a few minutes. It actually starts this evening, and I apologize. We had some technical difficulties. That's why we're uh, late getting on uh, today. Uh, you know, technology is awesome when it works, but sometimes... Sure, Kurt, uh, that you were just stuck behind Bucky at the Tim Hortons drive-thru and you forgot to bring the donuts in. That may have been... I may have given up in the middle. Yes. Well, if you are faced with a cleanup from wind, fire, or water, are you looking for help with mold or asbestos contamination or drug cleanup, call a local company called Jody Herbis, the master of disaster at BioClean Disaster Services. And I say the master of disaster because it says so on the back of his truck. They're a local company that will move quickly and help you get your life back to where it was before the disaster. Their focus is, of course, on taking care of your possessions and on your home or your business, but their major focus is taking care of you and your family. And when you talk to a lot of people who have used BioClean Disaster Services, what keeps coming up is the job was done correctly, we kept being informed along the way, and we were very, very happy and satisfied with the work that was done. And that keeping you up to date along the way, that really goes a long way to, hey, what's going on in my house? BioClean Disaster Services, one 246 8326 Looking ahead to tomorrow already, the Thorpe Recovery Center is going to be joining us. They have a free interactive exhibit at the Black Box Theatre at Lakeland College, November 7th to 11th. And on November the 10th, Michael Landsberg is the keynote speaker for Addictions Don't Discriminate at the Vic Juba Theatre. Tickets for that are only $37.50. And when Tyler joins us tomorrow, he's going to fill us in a little more on what exactly is happening during the week and what we can expect from Michael Landsberg. The Motley Troupe, they're formerly known as the House of Paws, they're bringing their dinner theatre back to Kid Scotty. And we're going to find out more about that play in this week, actually. I think it's Thursday that we're going to stop by the Lloyd Mr. Legion where they rehearse and get more information. But tickets are available. They're $80 each at Mel's Hair Shop. And they'll be performing Lagooned November 30th, December 1st, and December 2nd, and raising funds of some local programs, some local organizations. And again, we'll find more about that this week. 
The Lloyd Worcester Lions are hosting a free Grey Cup watch party Sunday, November 19th at the Kinsman Hall. The first 125 people who purchase a Grey Cup pool ticket, they RSP by November the 12th, and they get snacks provided, drinks of $5, beef on a bun also for $5, and they're giving away a 55-inch TV. RSVP to the Lloydminster Lions to enjoy a Grey Cup that will, of course, not include the Saskatchewan Rough Riders or either Alberta team. I know the Stampeders made it, but I'm already saying right now, they won't be in the Grey Cup but we will beat BC. No, they won't. The Bee Fisher <laughs> Foundation has partnered with uh, Flora and Company Greenhouse to offer custom Christmas designs for the Christmas season. You can get your order in by tomorrow to brighten your home or your office with some wreaths or some planters. Go to beefisher.com today to order. They have all the details there. And it's that time of year again. The 35th annual Lloyd Mr. Christmas Craft Fair is just around the corner. It'll be right here out at the Lloyd Mr. Exhibition. The Chamber Expo is back November 17th, 18th, and 19th here at the Lloyd Mr. Exhibition. It is the largest Christmas market in the Midwest. It's not just a name, it is Superior Water. Superior Water has two locations in Lloydminster, and they're open on Sundays to make filling your big blue jugs a whole lot quicker. If you want great tasting water right from your tap, call Dale and his team and ask about Superior Water's under the sink reverse osmosis. 780-875-6636. I drink Superior Water because I like the taste, and I believe it is superior to anyone else's water. Superior Water, open on 57th Avenue, Monday to Friday from 8 to 6, and Saturday and Sundays, 10 to 5. Plus, of course, they have a coin-operated location right beside uh, 7-Eleven <laughs> on Highway 17 South. We're coming right back with Gord King and Kayleen Locke to talk about Stockade Roundup 2023. At Lloydminster and District Co-op, membership matters more. Because being part of a co-op means you're connected to something bigger than yourself. From long-held legacy by those who built our communities to people you call family, friends, and neighbors. When you're a Lloyd Co-op member, you're an owner in a local business that prides itself on purpose alongside profit. You earn cash back, you help support causes that matter most, and you're building a better way of life for the next generation. Membership matters more. I'm Brian Zintruck of PipelineOnline.ca. I used to be a pipeliner and I've spent the last 15 years reporting on energy in Saskatchewan. PipelineOnline.ca provides comprehensive coverage of light oil, heavy oil, lithium, helium, power production including coal, wind, solar, geothermal, natural gas and nuclear. There's a lot happening in Saskatchewan's energy sector and Pipeline Online is there for all of it. No one else comes even close. It's more than just taxes at LNA CPA. Assurance, accounting, retirement planning, estate planning, business consulting, financial consulting, farm program support, and bookkeeping. But yes, there is always taxes. The team at LNA CPA is committed to helping you achieve your best results and will be there to assist you every step of the way. LNA CPA, with offices in Provost, Vermilion, and Lloydminster. At Jason Arden and Associates Cooperators, we're proud to be a top-rated local insurance company that offers flexible solutions and expert advice for all your insurance and investment needs. 
We'll work with you to tailor your insurance specific to your needs, and we offer investment advice that always puts you first. At Cooperators, one of our core values is to support the communities we live in. When you support Jason Arden and Associates Cooperators, you are supporting local nonprofits and initiatives. Since 2020, we have donated 60,000 to local nonprofits, youth sponsorships, and various special projects. When was the last time your insurance company did that? How can you help support the oil and gas industry and jobs in Western Canada? The answer is closer than you think. Sell your scrap metals to PWM Steel. PWM sells scrap iron to Evraz, located in Regina. Evraz's number one customer is the energy sector, building pipes and plates for the oil and gas industry. PWM Steel is your locally owned metal recycler and steel service center in the area. Plus, they're a strong supporter of the community. PWM Steel, your top steel supplier for Alberta and Saskatchewan for 40 years. At Diamond 7 Meats, we work with local farm families to provide a high-quality product and a great selection for you. Try our mouth-watering Smokies, pulled pork, roast beef, and more. Made pure and natural with no additives or fillers. We offer custom processing, and our experienced team works for you to provide a selection of sausage, burgers, and jerkies made to your specifications. Take your grilling to the next level with a Yoder Smoker. Complete the grilling experience with a Canadian-made, award-winning line of House of Q barbecue sauces. We're locally owned and operated, and we look forward to seeing you today. Welcome back to Stockade Roundup. I'm Kurt Price. We have Gord King and Kayleen Locke joining us today to talk about Stockade Roundup 2023, which would be how many years, Gord, off the top of your head for this Stockade is our Roundup? 45th year this year that we're celebrating. So that's a pretty big year. Yes, it is. Um, Kayleen, thank you for being here. I know Gord roped you into doing this. Mm -hmm. So we appreciate you guys uh, sticking with us as we had some technical difficulties there. But uh, it's great to see you. And let's talk about Stockade Roundup. Just in, uh, for simple terms, what is it? So Stockade Roundup was created back 45 years ago in Lloyd to have a place for our purebred exhibitors to showcase their animals for people coming to buy animals in the fall, bulls or seek out females to buy and replace in their herds. It's just another marketing aspect of it and we get to have a little fun and showcasing our animals and having fun with our, I call them our cow family. Uh, most of these people you'll see them at all the shows throughout Western Canada and some even go out to Ontario for the Royal Oak of Toronto which is going on right now too so uh, but it's nice to catch up with everybody and come out here and see some great cattle. As the chairman, is this like your big event with the Lloyd Exhibition? Is this the one you look forward to the most? Yeah, it is. Uh, we look forward to it. After we're done here, we'll have a wrap-up meeting in a month or so and collect all of our thoughts and ways we can improve, things we can improve on. And uh, yeah, it's a real privilege. There's a lot of work and time and effort that goes into it. And I got a great committee behind me that helped me out with it. And we all work together and to try to make this show as successful as possible. It kicks off tonight. What happens tonight? So we have the Princess of the Prairies uh, kicking us off tonight at five o'clock, which is uh, Brett Hefford. Uh, they call it like March Madness bracket. So you start off and it's head-to-head -head competition and there's a panel of three judges that will pick the top one and they move on and then at the end we'll have our champion at the end of the bracket. So This is a week-long event. Like, it is a lot of work. Tell us about, you mentioned your team, but yep. tell us what happens here tomorrow and into the rest of the week and so tomorrow, we're going to do some judging and stuff like yep. that. So tomorrow we'll start off the show with our uh, percentage breed show that was new this year that we brought in. 
and then followed by our AOBs and I believe it's the limos and Spencer Park as well tomorrow. Uh, so that'll all start off at 9 o'clock tomorrow morning. So they'll bring in their breeds and we'll have breed champions from each one. And those breed champions are competing for our Supreme Show Friday night at 5 o'clock. There's always fireworks at that show, so it's always fun to watch. Yes. <laughs> so, yes, it's a week worth of work here, but for the guys that are in these barns, their work started like three months ago. Getting these animals in, ready on feed, halter breaking them, washing them, clipping them. Uh, so, our week here is for them to showcase their hard work that they put in for the last three months. So, for the public, like, I, I get that this is for the cattle families and stuff like that. Yep. What's here for the public? So the public can come down here and see what agriculture is all about. Meat does not come from a grocery store. It comes from starting in these barns here. Uh, commercial guys will come here, look at the animals, see what we have to offer, and then next spring when they're looking for bulls, they can contact any one of these breeders here and be able to buy a bull to breed their cattle so that we can keep providing food for the stores because meat does not come from Sobeys. It comes from a farmer. So tell us about the junior aspect of what's happening here at Stockade this year and how that's evolved. Well, the greatest thing about Lloyd Stockade is that there's actually two junior shows. They put on the Saskatchewan Junior Angus Show and then the Lloyd X Show. So the Lloyd X Show Junior Show involves every breed, every single breed. Doesn't matter the kid, kid's age, you usually start at six years old all the way up, I believe 21 is now in. And it's just for them specifically to be able to compete against each other, against all the other breeds and just have the chance to showcase what they're able to do. I was able, I had the opportunity to grow up through this show. Um, like it's 45 years, I'm only 36. So it's nice to be able to say, I used to run these barns a lot, <laughs> anywhere from two feet high to now six feet. So it's been, it's one of those things that it's kind of like the heart and soul. Cause if you go and look at the barns, you'll find a lot of younger kids anywhere between the ages of my son is 18 months. And you'll have a lot of 20 year olds running around. And they do everything from washing the cows, working the cattle, they'll fit the cattle, but it's all what they do is what brings that junior show and allows them to showcase what they can. And the judges are amazing because every year they give them their little tweaks. Because that's the fun thing about the cattle show is there's more than one way to do something. So if you're out there, you're competing, a judge that sees it really appreciates you competing, might give you a tweak or so to give you another extra step for the next year or for the next junior show. So it's a lot of fun and fascinating things that happen, and you gain so many friendships throughout the year. I have, like Gord said, that you get to see your show family or your cattle family. I have so many friends that are from across Saskatchewan, Manitoba, into Ontario, that I only get to see in the month of November because we go around the shows, and it's always a blast, no matter what you do. What could a win here do for you? A lot of it is pride and the accomplishment of getting all that work, putting through all that work, and being able to come out of that class either with a jacket, a ribbon, prize money, anything like that. And then a lot of the junior shows that happen in a lot of different shows, it might be different the next time around. So you're always in that competitive sense, which just makes it that much more fun. Is there anything you can tell me that you think, what I've learned here specifically at this show? Anything you picked up along the way? Everything. I 
used to clip the full bellies off my steers when I was little. That's that is no cool. longer a thing to do. I used to not clip the noses on my heifers, and now that is not the thing to do. And any trick, any trait that I do when it comes to fitting cattle, to showing cattle, I all learned in this building. Every single one of them. Same way with me, like, uh, you learn to do pretty much everything by being in these barns and watching everybody else, like, the age group that taught us was our parents and everything. Like, they would come here and bring the cattle and we were learning how to fit and do that. And now we're teaching that to the next generation to come through and they're going to make their changes as well of what's going to be done. So it's never stops evolving, right? There's more and more to learn every year. There's tricks to the trade every year. And just by watching somebody else do something and say, you know what, that actually made that animal look that much better, right? Like. Yeah, it's about making the animal look, look good to represent you as well. So, and it's a part of the blood. When you yeah. when you look at a farm life and all the rest of it, a lot of think the average age of a farmer is 65 or something like that. But the youth aspect really gets the youth's passion into it. I was born and raised. It's really hard to get the dirt out of your blood. Yeah, and if you don't teach it to these kids, who's going to take it over, right? And you go talk to any one of these kids in the junior shows, they absolutely love it. It's the blast of a lifetime they always got a smile on their face they don't care if they win or lose they go out they learn something they go out and have fun with it and that's what it's all about at the end of the day life's too short not to have fun and, and as it, adults we like to go out and do it too so it forces them to socialize too yep. a lot of the juniors will go ask older other intermediates or seniors for help and those people the seniors that used to be juniors did the exact same thing I used to go to Gord when I was little and talk to him about help. I, I have kids younger than me that came and did the exact same thing. So it, it's been interesting to funnel that. So you don't just know people that are your age group. You know people throughout the ages and you all grow together with it. So it really it's really fascinating now because you get to see kids that are my age or younger starting to take over the family farm or starting to pursue it a different way. And it's just the new blood, new generation coming in and tweaking or doing something different or maybe keeping it the same. And it's it's the best way to allow them to do that, but still see everything else that's happening at the same time. So I'll ask both of you this question. You more from, you know, a show committee kind of position. How has the show evolved? How has it changed in 45? Well, you wouldn't know, like, Gord probably was there in the first one, but... <laughs> Not <Yeah>. quite. <laughs> but, but how has it evolved even recently? I would say animals for one thing. Uh, animals were a lot shorter when they first started. If you go back in the archives and look at cattle from the 80s and 70s. Uh, then we went for a period there where legs were a big thing. Like you had to have lots of legs under them. And going back and looking at some of those pictures compared to nowadays, it's kind of funny you got this animal it's got like three and a half foot legs and no belly underneath it and, but this day and age at the bottom line as a producer myself we're looking for that weight because we're paid by the pound for this and we need all that weight we can get on them right so uh it's changed tremendously it's like uh you would have to actually go back and archives and look at pictures from back in the days of how things have changed and you can see the trend patterns of what was hot for a while and then swindles off and then this became hot for a while and and it's really neat to go back and look at that too every once in a while so but like she was saying before the way we shave animals now and cut their hairs and everything like that and make them look fuller and everything like that has totally changed from when we first started doing it yeah so. and the adaptability 
I, when I first started, I remember being able to tell exactly what breed is what. You only had your Flecky Cinetals, you had your limousines that are always with a tan color. You had either Red Angus or Black Angus, the Charlets were always white. Like It was always very specific back in the day. Yep. Now it's really fascinating to see that we have the percentage show. Yeah. There's speckled parks coming into the show. That's a brand new breed within the 40 years, 45 years. Yep. And it's just been fascinating because now there's, you have red and black Angus, but then you also have red and white Charlets can happen too. And then you have the same time, you're looking at your horn of pulled Herefords are really keeping them separate and they're doing that aspect to it. And it's, so it's really interesting to see the breeds or the industry develop and adapt throughout it. Who are your judges this year? So we have the O'Neills coming and the Dollivers coming this year. Uh, so O'Neills are doing all day Thursday and the Red Angus show and the Dollivers are doing all the shows tomorrow and the Black Angus show on Friday. Okay, that's different from last year? Uh, Usually we only have the two judges and one will do one day of judging and then the next one will do the next day of judging and then we split the reds and the blacks up for them on Friday because Friday's our Angus day that we have here because we have the National Angus, or Saskatchewan, sorry, Saskatchewan Angus Gold Show this year again. So that's our day on Friday, so one judge will do the blacks and one judge will do the reds. And then for Supreme Show, they'll all come together for the Supreme Show, which is the champion of every breed. And also those champions of every breed get qualified to go to Alberta Supreme in Edmonton, the farm fair next week. And also to go down for the Supreme Show in Agribition in Regina at the end of November. How many cattle, how many had coming through here? So this year we had 356 entered. Uh, so we're, with scratches and everything, we'll probably be down to about 325. So about the same number as last year. Happy with that? Very happy with that. Uh, Brandon had the national show this year, last week. So there's a few people that went out there to compete at the national show. So, which happens every once in a while. You get guys that get close and it's hard to make both shows at the same time. So we understand that. And we still got our regulars. Like, I would say about half that barn out there, Kayleen and I have probably seen in this barn for our whole entire lives. So that's, we got our regulars and they keep coming back to us like faithful, so. And what about like, so like I know Kayleen said, well, you know, it's like seeing family here. Yeah, but do you get people from all over the province too? Oh yeah, we have people coming from BC, Alberta, Saskatchewan and Manitoba that come out here. Um, each year you honor a family. Tell us about yep. this year's honoree. So this year we have our Cattlemen of the Year winner, uh, Ross and Ellos. Collins, I hope I said that right this time. Uh, so they're just uh, south of Marshall in Lloydminster. Uh, great family, uh, very well worth of the award. Elros has done so much in this community and for 4-H and like she was one of the founders of Egget Days. All because when a bunch of school kids came out there, uh, they were looking at the little pigs and well, one girl says, nope, that's a cat. So Elrose knew there was an issue. So she went and brought it upon herself and started an egg, egg at days. So uh, I know wow, Kayleen's I know worked that. with her a lot more on the 4-H aspect of things. So I'll let her say a few words on it. Uh, she's just, 
the amount of hours that ladies put into this building, when it comes to anything in the 4-H set of stuff, even you'll see her here at Stockage. She'll be back in the office helping out wherever it's needed. It's phenomenal. I call her Mrs. C because she's just been, she's watched me grow up and it's just been great. We've done a meal in the field there. They're very friendly family. Oh, very wonderful friendly. family. Yeah, 100%. Give your shirt off, you type it back, and want you to succeed. Doesn't matter what you do. Always has your back. Uh, willing to help a hand, hand anytime. Just tremendously great people. Like I say, she's done so much for this community, and I didn't realize that she was one of the Agate co-founders either until I went and did their interview with them. So... It was pretty neat to see that, and just, she put into 4-H her whole life, she gave back to it her whole life, she's been a part of 4-H, what did she say, I think 50 some plus years that she's been doing it, so, good honor for doing that, and agriculture, just promoting agriculture is one of their biggest things, so that it doesn't get lost in the next generation. When will they, when do they get honored? So on Friday at noon, we'll have a break in between our Angus female and bull show. So we will do it then at noon. Uh, we'll bring them all into the ring and do a little introduction. Uh, there's a little family history behind it. They have a speaker speaking on behalf of them. Come they typically the have a slideshow too. And then there's yeah. a slideshow, yep. And then we hand the award to them and then say their things. And then there's a come and go tea just going to be held in the concourse after so everybody can come by. and say hi and congratulations and everything but uh it was a complete honor to phone them and say that they were this year's winners and i know rosh was a little he's a man of few words but he was pretty excited to unless be you're talking that. farming right exactly of course, yeah. and uh it was an honor to call him and make that phone call and let him know that they were this year's recipients and you can just Ross's voice got that little high-pitched wheel like a kid voice again, right? Like, just totally honored to be even thought of and nominated and to even win the award, so. So who can come out to that? Who can come out to the uh, ceremony? It's open up to the public for the ceremony. Anybody? Cost anything? Doesn't cost nothing. All week, you can come down here. It doesn't cost you a penny. Come down and get some great food. Uh, we do have a bar here for everybody over the age of 19. You can grab a drink and come and watch some great cattle. Anybody come out anytime? Any time of the day. Shows, no charge. No charge. So, you also have your breakfast. Tell us about that breakfast. So, every morning, I think they're putting on a buffet breakfast. I believe. What's it called? Farm. Uh, I can't remember what the heck. It's they a pretty good it. price. Twelve fifty. Yes, it is. Right? Yep. Yeah. So it's a buffet style, and come down, grab a plate, and yeah. come and tour the cattle. And if you have any questions, any of these exhibitors here, we'll answer them for you. So. Well, Okay, let's get into a little bit. I, I don't want to go full bore into this, but the price of beef is skyrocketing. <laughs> it's going absolutely crazy. Are you guys getting rich off this beef or what? Oh, you're going to cause <laughs> such a big debate. Because someone's going to say something, the purebred feeder's going to say something, the commercials guy's going to say something, then it's going to be the feedlot, then it's going to be the packer, it's just going to be nonstop. We get a little portion of the pie. Not nearly enough is what we should be getting. Well, we don't know who's actually getting the big portion. But when you look at the industry as a whole, yeah. it seems like if I look at the price, I would say, boy, this industry has to be really healthy. Is it healthy? The best statement we could say to that is the way you look at farming is that you pay retail price, but you only get wholesale prices. So we are paying retail for all of our expenses, 
But when we sell our product, we're only getting it at a wholesale price. So we're happy to be able to be in the green whenever we get that opportunity to be, but we prepare ourselves to be in the red if it happens. This last year is an example, we all went through a drought. Doesn't really matter where you are, there's some places that got luckier than anybody else, but grass was hard and getting the crop off was hard. Yeah. So with those expenses going in, because on the other side you're looking at what nitrogen's costing just to put it in the ground and all the rest of it, those bottom lines, it's big dollars coming in and big dollars going out, so that bottom line gets really shrunk real fast. And if we're in that green or in that black, it's a good day. Yeah. We're too used to being in the red to say anything else. <laughs> and grass is not free, by the way. No. Yeah, that's a good point. You want to expand on that? Well, I've heard Garth George talk about that for a while, too. <laughs> I did, too, but... <laughs> grass has to be maintained, and you have to rotate your cows on it so that you don't kill the grass and overwork the grass. But you also don't want to get in too high or too rich in nutrients, because then it just goes right through them and they can't get enough of them. So. Uh, Pasture rotation is very critical, especially the last few years where we've been a little drier. Uh, a bunch of us have to do a rotation and like, we didn't have the runoff last year because the ground didn't freeze. So water was an issue for a lot of producers in this area, uh, making sure they had another, enough water. I know lots of guys that were hauling water out to their cattle on a regular basis. And, guys are hauling right now. And they're still hauling it to this day, right? Like we've had this earlier frost this year without the snow and everything. So now our sloughs are over. So we're out cutting watering holes if we do have a slough that has some water in it or we're hauling water out to them still, right? So, uh, which is another added expense onto us that we don't really accumulate for because we're banking on mother nature to help us out, right? So it's who, a gamble with mother nature sometimes. Who too. else helps you out? Federal, provincial, government? I know federal has announced some uh, some grants and things like that. Do you guys ever see any of that? Like I always wonder, who gets this money? No, nobody I know seems to get any of it. Where's it going? The federal one I haven't seen too much, but I have seen some provincial ones that you can qualify for and you fill out the paperwork and then you can get the, you gotta provide some receipts sometimes and everything of expenses and all that, extra expenses added into it, but for drought years and drier years. And so you fill out that paperwork and send it. I don't know on the Saskatchewan side of things, I'm Alberta, she's Saskatchewan, so. Pretty much the same, like, um, from my understanding, the federal and the provincial usually work together. So it's not like you get two pieces of it. It's usually one sum and you work together to figure out what is coming from what uh, budget, essentially. So it is, it's you fill out your paperwork, um, show them your expenses, show them any like extraordinary expenses that have happened and kind of go from there. But it's, you prepare yourself. If you have two good years, you're preparing for five bad. Well, I know it can't be like everything rosy. When, I, when you're hearing about um, herds getting smaller, is that, a, is that a real thing? Like, 100%. To me, I, to me, I hear that quite often. We sold off this or, you know, we held on to this. Are those herds getting, and is it concerning to the industry? Everything's concerning when you're losing the amount of volume on it. And I guess the industry, when I talked about adaptability before, our industry is interesting because, yes, our herds are dialing down. Uh, you'll hear the big stats of at least a million head decrease year over year almost. We're a little bit farther behind than the states. They're just gonna be starting to build their herds again, where we're hoping that's gonna change for us, but that's also gonna depend on if this drought happens. The fact that we have no snow right now is a bit concerning, because what is this gonna lead into? If we get a dump in three days or get a dump in two weeks, that'd be great. I, I am not again, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm not against having six feet of snow. 
I know it's going to be a little fun to drive in, but I'm not against it at all. But then you look at the other side of it of when those herds are down, and then Gord was talking about weights earlier, you'll look at the percent, the poundage that's out there. There's actually an animal weighs more, but takes less feed to weigh that amount. And that's been a big thing on us producers is that we want to be able to be cost effective when we're feeding our animals so that they'll still gain, they'll still be healthy, healthy and all the rest of it, but they're not going to take as much to feed them. So that'll help our dollar, but it'll also keep that animal healthy. And then in the end, give us a little bit of extra money because we got that weight, because we, we get paid on the pound. Whatever anything goes to the market, it's paid per pound. So if we can save a little bit on the groceries going into it, but at the same time, get it gaining the way we want it, it's a benefit that way. So you'll see both ways to it, but the, loose of, the loss of cattle is never a fun thing. No. Uh, you mentioned the you know younger people and and we think of a farmer as a 65 year old like I, I look at ranching and 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 I, I don't know there's just something appealing about the way of life you know but we're seeing farms get bigger are we seeing ranches get bigger oh, yes. because yeah. families are getting out of it yeah. well some families are getting out of it or some families are expanding what you used to see a family of four run 500 head you're seeing two sets or three sets of families within running 1,000 or 1,200 head, especially the farther north you go into the bush. So it's fascinating that way. And then the ages is always more entertaining because you talk about, we talked about big dollars and things like that, where it's a great lifestyle, but you've got to remember that it's a business. You've got money in, you've got money out. And if any, you have too much money going out, you're not going to have enough to live. It hits you in the bottom line just like anybody if you go to work every day. It just, you have to make that money come back to you. It's just like being at a casino sometimes. Well, it's a big gamble. When you're winning, you're good. When you're losing, same way, right? That's why you don't see a lot of farmers gambling because they gamble every day already. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I know you have some sponsors, Gord. Paradise Hill Ranch and Western Wear, right on the jacket there. I know Cooperators is a sponsor. How much do your sponsors mean mean to this event? Our sponsors mean everything to this event. Uh, Norheim jumped on as our supreme sponsor, and that was very big on them. I'm very happy about that. Uh, Bow Valley has been coming here for years, giving out coupons for all these champions that come through and everything. Uh, uh, Don Wilson, with his uh, embryo company, coming in again with a big sponsorship. Like Without these guys, we can't put this on. And they're big in the industry, and this is where they get their business from, is by these guys showing and seeing these top animals, which helps out, because if we win that, that's an extra cost that we don't have to incur. They're giving us a credit to do it, right? Like, so it helps with our expenses in the end, and we get that prodigy from that great-looking bull, like, okay, we can get $500 worth of semen drawn off them at no charge because we won that in a credit, or the cow we get to flush because we won that with a credit with Wilson, right? Like, so, Master Feeds is another great one that's partnered with Paradise Cell to put this on. Without those guys, we can't do this. And there's a lot of work and time and effort that goes into this, and we appreciate their sponsorship the most. And without them, like I say, we can't have the show. We can't put all this together and have this gorgeous ring and all these fancy little things that we got in here. And it drives people to come here too. So seeing like, oh, this is a nice setup you guys got here now, and big show ring and lots of room, and 
that's what I gotta say. What do you about you, Kayleen? You're a big sponsor in the junior show, so. Uh, that's just a passion with us, and you'll see that with a lot of sponsors. It's, yep. A lot of it comes down to passion, or it's a, th a way to thank you, because it's not like you can give money to every single producer that you deal with. So it's great to be able to support something like this, where everybody gets to come, gather, show off what they have, and everybody gets to see you. And then you get to look for new genetics, or new people in the industry. Introduce yourself, understand where they're coming from, see what yep. they have. And that's the best thing about farming, it's very subjective. It's what do you like about it. You don't, there's nothing perfect. Yeah, like we got our social tonight and thanks to Black Gold and Greenwood for sponsoring that tonight. And they just finished having their female sale here a couple weeks ago. Very successful sale and they came together and sponsored our social that we're having tonight at, right after the Princess of the Prairie bracket. So yeah. where everybody can sit down, have a drink and some food and sit and visit with our big huge family that we got here, right? So catch up on times. Yeah, what cows are put to bed and then you don't have to worry about it. Exactly. So. What time is that? So I think it's going to be around 6, 6.30 in that area. So it's going to be immediately following the Princess of the Prairie's uh, jackpot tonight that we're having so I would say around that 6 6 30 so when everybody can come down and have a drink and a visit what's cost for that uh, no cost you just got to buy your own alcohol down here so that's about it so 6 6 30 so uh, it's great to sit down with some of these exhibitors and have a good chat and if you want to know more about the cattle industry and what's going on and where food comes from this is an excellent opportunity to come down and see what's all put into the work. It's not just going out and showing an animal. There's a lot more done way behind the scenes, right? And that's the people that things that people don't get to see nowadays, right? So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anything I'm forgetting to ask? Anything? Anything you want to make sure that people know about that? I don't have anything else on the top of my head. Um. Just make sure you come out if you're gonna come out. I'm going to be a little bit special on this. Come out Friday after or Wednesday afternoon. That's when both junior shows are. Yep. Every junior loves looking into the crowd and seeing, I don't care if it's grandparents, aunts, uncles, or you just want to come and see a six-year-old walk a calf. It's, it's phenomenal and very, very cute. Tomorrow, tomorrow afternoon. Wednesday yeah. afternoon. Wednesday. I think it starts at noon? Two o'clock. Two o'clock. Yeah. And it is really nice seeing that little six-year-old out there with this big bred heifer or a yearling bull walk around the ring. It's amazing how a six-year-old can control that animal. It's, that's the work that we put into them. That the months us, ahead of schedule. Like months ahead that that kid can take that animal in there and have no issues with it. So, Thank you both. Thank, Thank you, you for having us. For having and happy us. Halloween. Yes. Happy Halloween too. Yeah. I know you guys probably don't even, like, stuck in here, you probably don't even realize Halloween out there. Well, but. there might be a few oh, tricks done tonight <laughs> okay. later on, but well, there's some, there's there's always candy and there's some costumes yes. that usually show up. And, like, right, we do. Yeah. You got a costume so. picked out for night? No. No? I'll, I'll be sitting at home and no candy. Either. There you go. You're not dressing up as Bucky? And hoping I... Not this year. Yeah. <laughs> and hoping there's leftovers. How about that? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta like the leftovers, right? So. Yeah. I do want to let you know, though, uh, one thing about Lloyd Minster. There's always something going on involved with something. And there is a Halloween house in Lloyd Minster. Yep. It's at 5707 21st Street. The first 150 kids get a bag of chips. and uh, nice. But they're actually taking funds and taking donations in for the olive tree and for First Baptist Church. So if you're heading over there tonight, 
and they have it all decorated from four to eight o'clock. You're welcome to head over um, and take a, a gift for the olive tree, like a some kind of non-perishable food item for the olive tree, and the kids will absolutely love that Halloween house. Again, that's at 5707 21st Street. Tomorrow, as I mentioned, we're uh, going to be talking with um, Mr. Lorenz, and uh, we're going to be talking about what is happening with residents in recovery uh, next week. It's a huge week for them uh, at the Black Box Theatre, full of exhibits, and of course, Michael Landsberg coming to town. More on that tomorrow morning, and we hope you'll join us on Live with Kurt Price.